0: Welcome, everyone, to our second edition of the HUMCO podcast, where our special guest today is our very own HCOE, Leah Lamatina. Welcome to you, Leah.
1: Thank you, Michael. I'm so happy to be here this morning.
0: Really glad you could uh, take the time to be here with us. So we'd like to start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to serve at HCOE.
1: Sounds good. So um, my name is Leah, yeah, you mentioned that. Um, I've only worked at Humboldt County Office of Ed since August, so I'm new here to the county office. So I came to Humboldt County 16 years ago. I'm originally a New Yorker, East Coast kid, and I originally came to Humboldt County to work with youth um, for Youth Serve AmeriCorps. So I was actually, my first year here, was working with the court and community schools for Humboldt County Office of Ed. I did a year of service. Mm -hmm. And so 15 years later, I'm back. And in that time, I've done a lot of community work with young people um, impacted by systems and services. So I worked for runaway and homeless youth at our local youth shelter here, the Youth Service Bureau. And then I went and worked with the Department of Health and Human Services for the county of Humboldt, and I worked in an integrated program for child welfare services and children's mental health. And then I went over to Eureka City Schools to work with uh, foster youth and um, youth that were experiencing homelessness within the school systems. And so once I had years of experience working within one of our local districts, I scooted on over to the Humboldt
0: County Office event. Of fantastic it was good to have you here leah new york i'm not even going to pretend that i can do a new york accent because you know i'm a welshman and that would just be <laughs> just be terrible but i will tell you i will share with you that the first place that i ever came in the united states was new york i stayed the night my very first night in the united states was at the ymca in manhattan Wow. What an experience. Yes.
1: That would would have been
0: mind-blowing for someone from
1: (laughs) Wales. Totally (laughs) mind-blowing.
0: Totally mind-blowing. Leah, our audience may not know what the role of the Director of Foster and Homeless Youth Education Services is in our community. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Sure. So at the County Office of VAD, a lot of... um. Our work here is to support our local districts. And so my role as the Homeless and Foster Youth Education Services Director, I do a lot of work in supporting districts and enabling them to best support their students that may fit into those populations. And so I do a lot of training. I train staff at the different districts and charter schools that we have. I do a lot of technical assistance for them as well so I can you know, take calls and emails in case students or, you know, situations that are really challenging and help out. I can connect those school districts to different community-based programs that might be able to best support their students. And then um, I also have staff here at the Humboldt County Office of Ed that are working individually with students and families at our Corton Community Schools. Mm -hmm. And so I also um, work very closely with our Corton Community Schools, um, which is a really you know nice compliment to be able to do a little bit of that direct service or working with staff that are doing direct service, as well as supporting you know educational staff at our districts.
0: Absolutely so, so needed in our community. You know, people may not understand homelessness as a Like, how do you define homelessness? I mean, we can think, okay, it's somebody without a home, but it's a little more nuanced than that, right? How does one define homelessness or being a homeless youth in Humboldt County?
1: So... I'm so glad that you're asking about this because it is really nuanced, especially when you're thinking of systems and services, right? And so systems and services are set up to work with certain populations based on a criteria and homelessness is really broad. And so if you're looking at housing programs and how they may identify what homelessness is and their definitions, it's going to look very different than how education systems are gonna identify and define what homelessness is. So in school districts, homelessness is rec- um, referred to as McKinney-Vento students. And so McKinney-Vento students takes a very broad look at what homelessness means. And so it's not necessarily, and often not the majority of the students that fit are your what people typically think of as homeless living in a tent or a car. So it could mean living in a tent or a car or a shelter or a hotel. So that would all fit. But it also refers to families and children living um, doubled or tripled up. And we see a lot of that in Humboldt County. And that's due to economic disadvantages, right, economic issues. They can't afford to live independently. So they're living... With others, um, really, you know, others' good nature to allow them to stay. So lots of times those housing situations are not really stable for children. They could be temporary. Um, They could change at any moment. So we see a lot of movement with these families across the district, across, you know, the region. They could be that there's multiple kids and parents living in one room or living, you know, on couches, so not really that stability that students that are in independent housing have. So education also considers those that are doubled and tripled up in homes to under this McKinney-Vento definition, and so we support all of those families at our school districts.
0: Yeah, that encompasses, you know, certainly a larger spectrum of the population than maybe what we would traditionally understand as homelessness to to mean. So about how many homeless youth do we have here in Humboldt County? Just give us a sense of the scale.
1: So typically... How many we have and how many we have identified are two mm. very different things. Okay,
0: talk to um, us about that.
1: Yeah, and so in Humboldt County, our, our school districts, um, our program at the Office of Ed kind of tracks uh, the numbers across the county for all of our school districts. And typically we have somewhere around 800, give or take, depending on the year, students that would be identified under this McKinney-Vento definition. What we know, what the state knows, and what... You know, national data would show us is that that number is very much underreported, that we have a lot more students. That would fit under this McKinney-Vento definition. It's just extremely hard to capture and identify those students. Um, There's a lot of stigma related Mm. to um, self-identifying. And there's not great mechanisms um, that are universal school to school that enables districts to, you know, get a true accurate representation of the McKinney-Vento students.
0: Yeah, yeah, even 800, even though that's what you're saying is that's underreported, that's still a pretty big number. Tell us about some of the challenges that are unique to students who are either homeless or foster youth.
1: So there's a lot of challenges that um, our students that fit into these populations have that their um, their peers that, that are not in these situations um, don't have to face. And so a lot of times the families that um, are experiencing homelessness or students in foster care, um, you know, are, are facing, you know, po- like true poverty, right? Um, and so... Um, their basic needs are not being met. And it's really hard for families to um, prioritize school if they're prioritizing getting a basic need met. Um, And you've been in education for so many years. You know it's truly successful when parents can be involved with the school system and with the educational success. That's, you know, of course, we need to engage parents. It's really challenging for foster youth who may not be living with their parents and may have had multiple different foster homes to have a consistent engagement. It can be really challenging for students facing homelessness to have their parents consistently engage. Um, so that's one barrier. Um, other barriers and, and I think I've you know sort of touched on is the movement. They're moving around a lot. If you don't have stable homes, the chances that you would have to leave and move to a different area um, is high, and so you might have to move schools. Transportation is a real challenge in Humboldt County. So if you have family moving from you know, the northern part of our county to the southern, getting to and from school is going to be considerably hard with the transportation that's available. So that's another big challenge. Space, right? If we have families tripled up, that can be really challenging to have space to do homework. Um, and we saw that a big time over COVID, you know, where, where the learning was in the home.
0: Right, right. Huge challenge there. I was going to ask you about what unique challenges kind of were facing our students who were in homeless situations or our foster youth around the COVID pandemic, you know, when we were distance learning, that must have been a, a, a bigger challenge when students, like you say, are double or tripled up or they're living out of their car and how do you get access through technology and,
1: you know, those right. kinds of things. The right. The great digital divide. Yeah. Right. That digital t- divide is, is was huge. And and our districts here and the County Office of Ed, um, did a lot of work to try to meet the needs, um, ensuring that students had access to hotspots or Wi-Fi connections, ensuring that they were able to have a device to bring home. But it's still extremely hard if if you're in a car. You know, yeah. you may have a hotspot, but it's still very challenging, right? And so we, we've definitely seen um, students, you know, with the impacts of COVID and learning, those populations were probably hit the hardest. And I think there's data, you know, now that we're coming out of, um, the distance learning, that's gonna, you're gonna see that those populations probably, um, the data is gonna show that they were hit harder, you know, in the performance measures. So, that um, So that just shows that we need extra supports, right? right? As we come back, additional right. supports, additional services to support those populations.
0: So in thinking about those supports, we know that tackling homelessness in our community is obviously a huge challenge that can't be taken on by one entity. It's not like education can take care of that challenge. Mm-hmm. So how are you working with other agencies to address these challenges that are facing our youth? um with homelessness
1: yeah i think i think it takes the community right and so that's we can't we're not alone right education can't be alone in the support and this has to be um a collaborative and teaming effort and um and that's the beauty of living in a rural community right we can talk a lot about the challenges of a rural community but um, one of the, the, the true um, successes of working in such a small community is the ability to build really strong connections with cross-systems. Um, there's, uh, you know, if, the, if a student has, you know, mental health challenges due to the trauma they've experienced, Um School staff probably has experience working with children's mental health services, right? And if not, you you can build those connections pretty easily because we're such a small community. So that's one entity. You know, child welfare services of of course, if we're working with foster youth. But there's a ton of community based organizations as well. Um, I can't say enough great things about the family resource centers Mm -hmm. and connecting um, families with the the family resource centers in their community. Um, Public health. We have a great public health system here in Humboldt County, and they have a ton of services and programs. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of different organizations. And that's one area the County Office of Ed can be really supportive, is we can act to facilitate those connections, to facilitate those collaborations. And, and you know, we do a lot of work in that effort.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. You know, let's switch for a moment to the foster youth. And I understand that there's a huge need in Humboldt County for foster parents how big is this need and what can be done to meet that need? Gosh, yeah, I've worked
1: with, you know, alongside Foster Youth Services and with Foster Youth for many years. Um, and this has always, as as long as I can remember, been a huge need. It's, it's something that um, it just never seems to at the point where we're like well we have enough <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, we've, we've met our goal um, and so so I do think it's a, a huge need um, and I think that it's really challenging it's really challenging I think that um, recruitment of foster parents it's it's not my scope of expertise but I mm-hmm. think it needs to be um, really layered systems social media campaigns. Um, work with um, community groups, right? You're, we have great service-oriented groups here, Rotarians and different civics clubs, lots of faith-based communities. Um, and so really doing outreach and engagement of those types of community-based groups Um this podcast can be one method go out and learn mm-hmm. how wonderful it would be to give the gift of being a foster parent so that you know i think i think it's really a community effort i think there's some stigma around um the type of student that's in foster care mm-hmm. the exorbitant needs or that those youth face and i think that is a stigma that's untrue yeah I think that once these uh, kids have that stability and that um, really, um, you know, receptive home life, I mean, I I think that a lot of those stigmatizing um, aspects that people think are true would be noticed that they're not. Yeah. Kids are kids. Exactly.
0: If someone listening to this podcast is contemplating becoming a foster parent, what's the first step that they would take?
1: I think that they um, they could contact um, Child Welfare Services, you know, our County Child Welfare Services, um, College of the Redwoods. Also, um, they are the entity that does all of the training. Foster parent, um, there's been changes in the state of California. Now we refer to foster parents as resource family homes. Mm-hmm. And so College of the Redwoods um, does all the training. Um, that's required by the state to become a resource so that would be another entity they could look into
0: leah fascinating having you on the show today really appreciate your time we cannot let you go
1: without
0: firing at you the lightning round (laughs) so 10 quick questions you ready to go do i have to answer quick can i take a breath can you take a breath <laughs> you bet okay let's go number one what's your favorite thing to do when you're not working
1: mm, hanging out with my five-year-old son
0: quincy texting or talking
1: Abs texting absolutely <laughs>
0: favorite day of the week and why
1: I'm a fan of Sundays. Mm. I am a fan of Sundays. In the the fall, it's when there's football. (laughs) And it's also that true day of relaxation before we start up again.
0: Mm. You mean like American football, right? Not European (laughs) football? Okay. Just want to clarify that. Yes. Favorite city in the world besides the one you live in?
1: I'm going to go New York. Yeah. I'm going to go New York City. Big
0: apple. I
1: may be a transplant, but I got <laughs> lots of love of New York.
0: Beautiful. Last non-work-related book that you read.
1: <laughs> so I just traveled for work. I went down to Monterey and... Uh, I didn't bring a book with me for the flight, so I grabbed one (laughs) that was um, for for students. But it's one that I was supposed to read in high school that I didn't read in high school because, uh, you know... We won't talk about that, but I didn't read it. Um, but it was Lord of the Flies.
0: Oh, wow. And so
1: yeah. I, for the first time, <laughs> about two weeks ago, read on the plane, and on the airplane, read Lord of the Flies. Wow,
0: that's pretty intense.
1: It was very mm. intense. I was like, they, oof. <laughs> the teachers that teach this, these are some deep, like a that's new funny. respect for some of our mm-hmm. high school English teachers. That is a deep, deep subject mm, no to doubt. kind of describe.
0: Go high school literature teachers, yeah.
1: <laughs> Tea your coffee? Coffee all day.
0: Mm. All day. All day. <laughs> Ooh, no wonder you have so much energy when you're bouncing around here. Two words coworkers would use to describe you.
1: Uh, loud. <laughs> <laughs> all of the coworkers at each might agree with that, loud. Um, the other, I would say generous.
0: Hmm. I know you to be a generous person, Leah. Generous with your time, generous with your talents. Person you admire the most? Gosh, um, you
1: know I'm gonna go with my sister. I have a twin sister. Her hmm. name is Sarah. She's in New York. Um, Sarah, if you're listening, big shout out! But she is just a wonderful, powerful, smart woman, hmm. and she generous. Is you know, for a word to describe her, that would be her. She's so
0: thoughtful and generous. So go oh, Sarah. All right, last two. Sitting at the beach or watching the beach from a boat? Oh my gosh, that's mm. such a good question.
1: Mm. I I got I
0: love boats. I'm gonna go with boat. Yeah. <laughs> Lady of action. And finally, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs>
1: oh wow I don't know what Humboldt County vegetarians might say say (laughs) but I'm gonna go with no
0: (laughs) (laughs) Leah so great to have you on the show today thank you listeners for listening in to our second podcast Humco Learn thank you so much Michael thanks for the opportunity
1: it's been great